This morning, I'm going to be reading to you from the very first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, where so much of our understanding of our own nature and God's nature and the nature of sin and brokenness comes from. Now, um, there's been a lot of time from when this book was written to today, and there's so much about language that makes it difficult to, to hear just one message. Um, I'm going to be reading uh, from the Gen Genesis, the second and third chapters. But everywhere that I read the, the Hebrew word for man, I'm going to use the Hebrew word ha-adam. Because that's the way it's said in ha-adam. Now, the story that I'm, I'm going to jump around a little bit, and part of the story that I'm going to skip is the part where uh, the rib is taken out of Ha-Adam's side, and Ha-Adam becomes Adam, and Adomash becomes Eve, right? So it's kind of interesting. If you, if you, it helps you to hear this without getting distracted by the uh, male-oriented language. Listen for the word of God. Then the Lord God formed Ha-Adam from the ground, from the dust of the ground, and breathed into Ha-Adam's nostrils the breath of life. And Ha-Adam became a living being. The Lord took Ha-Adam and put Ha-Adam in the garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded Ha-Adam, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day that you eat it, you shall die. And then it goes on the whole story of the rib operation. And to Adam, God said, Because you have listened to Arahmah, and have eaten of the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat? Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it will bring forth to you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. You are dust, and to dust you will return. Listen for the word of God, for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So as I told the, the children earlier, I brought dirt with me today. And there's bags of it up here. And uh, I'm going to need somebody in the back. Don't let anybody leave here without some dirt. And I didn't bring just a little bit of dirt, like the little amount of dirt that you put on your forehead on Ash Wednesday. Raise your hand if you got a little dust on your forehead on Ash Wednesday. Okay. So you got a little dust. I brought more dust. A little pot full of dust that everybody's going to be offered this morning. Um, and I'm not talking about just a symbolic little, little, little bit of dirt. It's in a pot. It implies that I have some work for you to do. Um, it's enough dirt. It's more dirt than just smudging it on your forehead, okay? We're kind of graduated from Ash Wednesday. We're moving on into Lent. It's going to get a little bit more serious. So I've given you a pot. 
And it's enough dirt for you to toil in. For you to dig in. For you to plant in. For you to get your fingernails dirty and a little underneath. And it might even be there the next day. It's enough dirt for you to be as the first humans were. When they became estranged from God, they toiled in the dirt. Because according to what I just read you and in this narrative of the book of Genesis, which is an amazing story, toiling is what human beings do. Our toiling is the characteristic that marks who we are, and it, it apparently, according to the story, is a result of our estrangement from our maker. We become estranged from our maker and from the earth which God had created. And in response to this estrangement, we became toilers. Our willingness and our capacity to stray away from God resulted in our plight, which the uh, philosopher Karl Marx called becoming the proletariat, the workers. That human beings and our, our primary characteristic is we are those who work. We are the workers. We are the toilers. By the sweat of our brow we will bring up from the ground. And thorns and thistles and pests will be our adversaries. The practice of Lent in the traditions that practice it is an intentional effort on the part of the church to teach God's people what it means to toil. It is an invitation to work or toil or sacrifice or strive in an effort to make glorious what God has done in Jesus Christ at the resurrection. Juxtaposing our creatureliness, we're the creatures, God is the creator, and somehow in our toil we believe that we will discover a higher and a greater and a more meaningful, glorious understanding of the power of the resurrection and the love of God to bring victory out of our estrangement. Grace over sin. We can be released not because we're such great toilers, but because God toiled and worked. Now, during Lent, I've, I've brought a cross into the sanctuary. It's going to be looming over the sermons as we preach during Lent. So, Phil, you're going to have to have this cross looming over you next week when you preach. Um, this cross is, is the church's the symbol to the world of the love of God in Jesus Christ. Uh, the world doesn't get that because it's sort of a, a gross thing to have up in front of everybody. But I brought it in to the sanctuary to loom over the sermons during Lent because the cross is our symbol of the toiling that God did for us in Jesus Christ. The symbol of sacrificial nature of the love of God. The love that required this work that Jesus did on the cross. And we'll go into more detail about the sweat and the blood and, and all that during Holy Week. But it will loom over us as a reminder so we can point to what love looks like. Now, the love of God is that of a 
creator for the creature. That's what I just read in Genesis. It's saying that the love of God is, is God's love, the creator for the creatures. That's us. And God made us out of the earth which God made. But, but Genesis also says that you are not only dust, that God breathed into the dust the spirit. Okay? So the book of Genesis sets up this whole um, self-definition or our definition of who we are as both soil and spirit. We are dust and we are spirit. And God's love breathed into us the breath of life and we became ha-adam, a living being. Now, this love of God which made us out of the dust, and the dirt that I'm going to give you today is, is, is the, 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 the first substance of, of how we come to know and understand the love of God that made us. This dust returns, it dies, it's inanimate. The Spirit lives. It breathes. It is eternal. And so we as human beings are both mortal and immortal, we are temporal and we are eternal. And the promise of the gospel is that through the love of God and Jesus Christ, this spirit that God breathed into us will live in eternal relationship with God our maker. Out in the, uh, the landing out here, there's an art gallery. We hang some art. And we've got a new artist hanging out there. This, this artist, like most artists, they've done a little work about the thinking of their, their, um, the, their art. This particular one's um, artist statement is about spirit and matter. Spirit and matter. And the way that's expressed is this, every brushstroke on these paintings out here is a horizontal and a vertical brushstroke. And it's all throughout their work. And, and I don't know about you, but I, I, I think that there are ways that God draws me into thinking about and being introspective about who I am and the nature of God and my own nature in lots of coincidental ways. So while it's kind of a leap, this artist that paints with horizontal and vertical brushstrokes draws me into another metaphor that may or may not have any connection to each other. Or maybe they do. And so a Lenten journey, a Lenten devotion, is an invitation to human beings to enter into that hmm place. Opening ourselves up to this love of God that comes through us through the beautiful narrative of the scriptures and the gospel of Jesus Christ that addresses this estrangement that we experience with God and with one another and how God's love and grace in Jesus Christ redeems it, restores it, and gives us the hope of the promise. So this is Lent. And it's all about being willing to receive that definition of toilers to work to pray to engage in devotions that the glory of the love of God and Jesus Christ on Easter morning might transform us and transform the world amen